Hello and welcome to this episode of Chamber Chatter. Um, my name is Tammy Simon and I am the Tourism Manager at the Menominee Area Chamber and Visitor Center. I am super excited to welcome our guests today. We have John and Julie Govin from Govin's Farm, the place that everyone loves to go and fall fun and spring fun. And so welcome, welcome to the Chamber Chatter podcast. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Um, we were just joking about the entrepreneur um, in you, right? <laughs> as as you're making a quick phone call to tell somebody to quick meet them at the farm to pick up the mix because you're not yep. going to be there, you yep. know? Um, I want to start out talking about the entrepreneurial spirit that you have. How did you get it? Did, is it something that just <sighs> fell in your lap? No, I wouldn't. It, it didn't fall in my lap or our laps. You know, I started out as a dairy farmer mm-hmm. and I... I got to the point where I couldn't cope with that stress of facing a hundred cows seven days a week, twice a day. Mm -hmm. Um, Sold the cows, walked in the house one day and I told her, I said, I don't care what happens. I don't care if I lose the farm. I cannot do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it, it becomes very difficult without that income to keep on making payments. And it ended up, you know, when we, our lambing barn was the first event we started, or our second event. We actually started the strawberry patch first mm-hmm. as a way to to bring income into the farm and to be able to specialize without having to get really big and really expand to support a family. And the second thing we added was the lambing barn. And I, I've told this story so many times that the first year we opened our lambing barn, we charged $3 admission, and in two full weekends, we had 325 guests at Wow. And this chokes me up every time I say it. <laughs> we needed a thousand dollars that year, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that have been in that boat and have needed that thousand dollars. Right. And and twenty years later, it's grown into what it is today. And it's it's and we still farm. I if you ask me what I do for a living, I'm going to tell you I'm a farmer. You're Farmer John. Yep, I'm Farmer John. <laughs> My wife, the background girl, mm-hmm. hotel restaurant, that's out. And this has allowed her to step into the business. She's really the brains behind it. <laughs> it takes two of us. <laughs> it definitely does. It definitely does. It, it does. Um, so let's talk about what what Govin's Farm offers. When you mentioned the strawberries, I had completely forgotten about that. So um, it's not like you just do something quick in the spring and something quick in the fall. You guys are working year-round to offer really that that farm experience that a lot of people don't get. Right. And and. I think what gives us the authenticity is that we are a working farm. Mm-hmm. You know, the days that we're not open, there's still 350 ewes to feed. Sometimes up when the lambs are all there, there's up to a thousand head of sheep. Wow. Um, put up a couple hundred acres of, of hay and raise some crops yet. And mm-hmm. back to the strawberry thing, we've got about six acres of strawberries that are either pick your own or you picked. That's typically the middle of June. We hope to be our best years were done picking by the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just works out weather-wise better if, right. if it's an early year. We're going to talk about weather later. Okay. Um, so you have the strawberry picking, and then you have the spring um, farm babies event. We do. That's that's our main event. That's You know what? That's the fun one. That's the easy one because it's just so easy to gear up in the spring and -hmm. and everybody's excited because it's spring or they're sick of winter, one or the other. (laughs) So we've got the spring event with all the farm babies. We've got the six acres of berries. And then in the fall, starting 
the end of September, we open up for a corn maze. What's your opening date this year? September 23rd. All right. Um, so your, your corn maze, um, what else do you have there besides a corn maze? Uh, corn maze, lots and lots of games. Weekends in October, there's also a haunted trail through a different cornfield. Mm -hmm. um, all, all the concessions. Do flashlight maze at night on Friday and Saturday or Friday and Saturday nights, so you can do the flashlight maze. Oh, fun. There's a giant slide. There's a mini golf course. There's uh, 25, 30 activities. There's all the baby animals. So what baby animals do you have in the fall then? We will have sheep and baby chicks in the fall. Oh, cool. Okay. It, it just works out that the breed of sheep that we've got now, we can breed them year-round, so it's more efficient. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're feeding the feeding the mothers all year to get one set of lambs out of them. Right. Um, the sheep that we've got now that'll breed out of season. So we've got a group that comes in January, in January, a group that comes in March. We had some come in July and then we've got a big group in September. What breed of sheep is that? And what is the um, sole purpose for, I mean, what is, what is the use of them? We've got crossbred hair sheep right now. Mm -hmm. um, for years and years and years, the wool wasn't profitable. So we just chose to eliminate the wool. Mm -hmm. I would tell you that the rams we're using are Katahdins. Okay. Uh, they have a lot of cute little lambs. They come out spotted. We've got brown and white rams. We've got a couple of black and white ones. I mean, they're they're very interesting. They're mm -hmm. not just plain boring white sheep. Right. They they come out. Some of them looking like a Holstein. Some of them looking like a Guernsey. So it's it's all different. That's the best part. It's it, like they're going to see something different every time it they is. come. It is. And that's the beauty of having farm babies. Mm -hmm. The babies are always new. Well, they're always cute too, right? right. They're Absolutely. always adorable. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the um, aspects of your business and your location that you have is that it is very conducive to tourism. It it brings people in. Um, it gives them something else to do. You can go anywhere and look at fall colors, but you can't go everywhere and see baby sheep and go through the corn maze <clears throat> and in, in a environment where it's a nice natural laid-back environment that's one of the right. things that we talk about Menominee being all the time um, Menominee doesn't have everything but it has something for everyone and this is one of the things that we're able to offer visitors to come in and check out the farm babies and like I said these people may never have seen a sheep up close or a chicken up close or you know your donkeys I remember seeing your donkeys there one year so um I think that's one of the interesting aspects is that you've developed a business out of really education and showing people what's out there and part of the farm industry. So you have a working farm behind the scenes um, and you said crops and strawberries and the, the um, farm babies. Is that, I don't want to say, is that all you do? Because it sounds like maybe I think you don't do anything, but I know that you do. Um, what else do you do there to support um, your, your you know, seasonal activities? Uh, really, I think you touched on all of them. We've got, okay. we've got the farm babies. We've got the sheep, which obviously we're selling sheep year round. We sell excess hay. Um, I think what you're trying to, we aren't selling meat anymore. Okay. I think that may have been where you yeah. were going yep. with that. This <clears throat> this change to this other breed of sheep, these lambs are sold as lightweight lambs, and they go into what's called a hothouse market okay. or an ethnic market. So we don't feed the lambs out to 100 to 120 pounds anymore. Now they're usually leaving the farm between 60 and 80 pounds. Okay. They're the same age or just? Right. 
a smaller breed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we we talked about I mentioned weather earlier, and I remember having a conversation with Julie last year about um, your whole business really is weather dependent. Mm-hmm. It's 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 still <laughs> it's still agriculture. Right. If it if it rains, if it I, you know I used to say that the lambing barn in the spring was weatherproof. Mm-hmm. It does occasionally get to a point in Wisconsin where people don't come in March or early April. Right. Um, because it's 20 it, degrees outside. It's still warm <laughs> in the barn, but right. it's 20 degrees outside. It's 20 degrees outside and raining and snowing, and mm-hmm. and people just don't have that spring spirit quite yet. Correct. Yeah. Right. And even with your strawberries, <laughs> obviously. Uh, if it's too hot, they're not going to pick. No. Right. And, and, and 90 degrees... I wish I'd have known this when I started growing strawberries, but you know they're really hard to grow. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that until ten years in. Right, too late. <laughs> it's, it's, it, now it's too late. Um, we've always got a crop to harvest, but it's not always a, a great crop to harvest. And one of the things that uh, pick your own customers mm-hmm. can be real finicky. And they have to understand, and this is true of any of the pick-your-own businesses in the area, we have a crop to sell, mm-hmm. and we have a crop to harvest, and you're helping us harvest that crop. It's not always perfect, but it's always necessary. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so the fall activities that you have on the farm, you have a corn maze, mm-hmm. and every year you have a special meaning to that corn maze. Can you tell me a little bit about the history and what that what that meant to you and what the what the <clears throat> topics have been and kind of where they come from? We for the most part always put something in our maze that's meaningful to our family. Mm-hmm. The one that really hit is we had a suicide in the family. That mm-hmm. was the first time that was that was quite a year and really something to talk about. Mm-hmm. And this year, it, it, it is Parkinson's. I've got a brother-in-law with Parkinson's. I've got an uncle with Parkinson's. We've got a neighbor that's suffering from something similar to Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Um, we're never going to be a giant venue. Right. But if we can make a difference, that's important, too. Right. So what you do is then pick that topic or, or um, pick a subject, and mm-hmm. you... Mow. I'm assuming you mow uh, the pattern. So tell me how you do the we'll, the corn maze. We'll we'll go with we mow. Okay. <laughs> um, we work with a company called the Maze Company. They're from Utah. They actually come and cut it for us. Oh, okay. And it's it, the design is cut in the field when the corn's real small. Usually during strawberry season. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's one reason we hire them to okay. do it because we're we're usually trying to finish up hay and yes. picking strawberries and all of a sudden the the corn maze should be cut. Right. But it's not 10 feet tall when it's cut. Okay. It's, it's much shorter. See, I had this, this like imagination of this big giant mower that Farmer John just drives through and he has a map and that's not how it works, but that's probably best. <laughs> there, there are some that are, that are cut with the GPS system, even on a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. I know, I know of owners that have done it that way. Uh, with the modern technology and the planting equipment. Mm-hmm. If you have the right software in your tractor and your corn planter, they can turn the row units on and off and actually plant it in that design. 
whatever design you want. It's unbelievable the technology that we have today compared to even just five years ago, probably. So these are things that are evolving and making things easier, even in farming. You mean you talk about still day-to-day basis. You have to take care of your animals. You reap the rewards from your animals, but they still have to be happy in order to produce. They do. They have to be fed. They have to be, you know, healthy. Um, So that, that aspect of agriculture is pretty interesting because you've taken agriculture and made it part of that agritourism section. So not you're not necessarily, you know, making all of your money on, you know, the the meat and the the crops and things, but you have added that tourism section to it, which is so important for the Wisconsin economy. Um, you guys are members, aren't you members of the Wisconsin Egg Tourism? Yes. Um, can you just share a little bit about that, about what that is and what that means to the economy in Wisconsin? The Egg Tourism Association, or WADA, mm-hmm. has been around... Did we just celebrate the 25th anniversary? 30th. 30th? Wow. 25th or 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And it, it started as a group of really pioneers. It was before we were into tourism, but it was a group of pioneers that, that came together to promote agricultural tourism. Mm-hmm. And it's had its up and ups and downs. It's a great organization. It, it's it, it's There's no one else that advocates for agritourism like the Agritourism Association. Right. Because it's, it, it, we're, we're a unique industry. Very unique. We, we don't fit that, we don't fit that, fit that cookie cutter thing of, you know, hotel and a convention center or the music festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such diversity. It's from, from apple orchards to pine trees to pick your own flower farms pick your own flower farms pick your own strawberry patches what we were really pioneers when we started with this lambing barn Mm -hmm. and that's really caught on all over the all over the state and all over the country now is that more and more farms are opening up um tell me about collaborations within the community i am a firm believer in collaborations and partnerships and are there people that you work with in the community to kind of suppliers and um who, who do you work with? We work with Ellsworth Creamery. Um, they take mm-hmm. care of the cheese for our pizzas. Oh, okay. Um, we work with Ace Hardware. They did a lot of the, got us the paint for the slide that we just painted. Mm-hmm. We work with, um, I'm drawing a, Smiles in Motion. Oh, okay. They're a sponsor of ours. Who else do we do? Um I'm drawing a blank. Well, it's a good illustration that you really kind of need these other community members to kind of pitch in and, and partner. Um, Ellsworth Cheese is just down the road from you guys. So to have that availability right there is super helpful. It's very helpful. And such a beautiful facility and, and being an old farmer, yep. being an old dairy guy, every stranger that stops into the farm, I tell them when you're in Wisconsin, you got to get some cheese. And yes. now we've got this beautiful cheese shop, mm-hmm. mile and a half away. Mm-hmm. And they're a really good example of, you know, partnering locally too. Mm-hmm. Almost everything in their shop is local. They make their own cheese there. They bring cheese in from their Ellsworth facility. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that is a, I mean, we all talk about the Mabel Tainer being a hidden gem. And the Ellsworth Creamery is mm-hmm. has been, it's gone gangbusters. And it's been a huge boost to our tourism industry here in Menominee, even though it is just kind of on exit 45, but that that specifically brings people in. So I think it's super helpful. And the fact that they're right down the road from you, I think can probably cross advertising and all that yes. good partnership mm-hmm. stuff. So um, let's talk a little bit about uh, marketing. 
I know that you guys have been putting in a lot of effort on your marketing and what, what are the platforms that you use to do your marketing? Because I think, um, you know, everyone's like, oh, people just come. You open your farming doors and people just come, right? I, I love the laughs that we're getting out of this um, because I'm a marketer at heart too. But tell us kind of what you, what, it, what platforms do you use? And I do want to specifically touch on Farmer John's claim to fame. <laughs> Did you think I was going to bring that up, right? <laughs> we use Instagram. I'm not very good with Instagram. We use Facebook. Um, we do volume one. It's the only print we do. Word of mouth. Um, we do WWIB radio. Oh, okay. Um, wax radio. Um, we do some flyers. So it's really a diverse it is marketing diverse. plan that you have. Do you guys, um, so you have Facebook, which gets that, you have a, a nice smattering that kind of gets different demographics for sure. Yes. Volume one has been a great partner in our community. Just, just based on the offering, the, what they offer in their magazine. If you come to town and somebody says, Oh, what's going on? It's really easy to hand them a volume one or say, here, check out, you know, volume one.org and you're going to get everything that's going on in the community. So that's a good partnership that um, honestly, that's a, that's a gold mine that we really, are yes. appreciative of because they highlight all kinds of things in Menominee and all the surrounding Chippewa Valley. And that's, that's what they do is they get the word out about what's going on in town. So we do, I love volume one in that aspect for sure. It, it It's a big deal when you can get voted one or even number two in volume one, you know, when that, yeah. when that comes out every winter and the voting starts, it's like, you know, we, <laughs> I, I don't know what it's like in other households, but we get tense. I mean, we, we, <laughs> Get out and vote. We got to be number one this year. We got to be number one this year. Um, w one of the things I do remember is Farmer John, you had a video. Was it a YouTube video that went just, you're famous, right? Tell World, us about that. Worldwide. Worldwide. Several yeah. years ago, I had a baby alpaca that disappeared. Mm -hmm. And ran out and fed real quick and didn't check as close as I should have. But the next day when I went out and fed, the mother came to me in the gateway as I let him in. And she just seemed off and I couldn't find her baby. Mm -hmm. Well, and I searched and searched and searched until the sun went down and never found her, but went went back out the next morning. I think it was Mother's it Day. It was Mother's it Day. Was Mother's <laughs> Day morning. And uh, I found her. She had slid into an old badger hole. They loved to they loved to roll in the dirt mm -hmm. and this little baby alpaca had slid down into the into a badger hole and anybody that lives on a farm or anybody that's lived very long knows that you don't expect to find it alive in there right and it blinked at me i went in the house and i told her i said i found the baby alpaca you're never going to guess where it is and of course she tried to <laughs> no that wasn't that wasn't even on the list and actually the very interesting thing about that is it I took the video just to show my brothers that, you know, we all grew up on a farm. Here's here's all these ways that animals can find to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And from there, somebody said, you should face it, face it, post it to Facebook. And, of course, we did. And all of a sudden, this thing picked up a life of its own. It did. And most people in their life will never have a viral video. And I am <laughs> I am really lucky to say that I had a viral video, and it had over a million views in a week. Yeah. I was... I was interviewed by news stations from Japan. And so what happens if you have a video like this 
companies start calling you and they want to license the rights to it. Mm-hmm. So the the rights were licensed. Um, they don't want me to talk very much about the licensure mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. and the money behind it. The interesting thing is that's not my video. Oh, that's Julie's video. <laughs> The rights to the video belonged to whoever was holding the camera. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Not whose camera it's... it was, who's holding the camera. So you were right. just the actor. Yeah, I was I was just part of it, but it's uh it's taken on a life of its own and even today it pops up once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozzy Man, some of your some of the listeners might know who Ozzy Man is. He reviewed the video and it, <laughs> it it's always kind of amazing because it just pops up. And it just comes back every yeah. time. Every keeps time. Coming, keeps coming back. Well, I want to make sure before we get done here, I want to make sure that we do a really good marketing plug for what you've got going on this fall. So John says, this is Julie's thing. Julie, tell us what to expect if we come out this fall. So we open September 23rd, which is Saturday. Next Saturday, we're open Saturdays from 10 to 10. Sundays, 11 to 5. And then the following Friday, we'll open from 5 to 10. Our haunted trail starts October 6th, and that goes on Friday and Saturday nights from 6 to 10. If you don't like the haunted side of the May, haunted side, we have a non-haunted trail through the maze that you can go through by flashlight. Okay. So, and that also opens at 6 o'clock. So there's plenty of things to do for all ages, from little to adults to college. We have a lot of college kids and families that come out at night and do the corn maze at night. Mm-hmm. That's a really good market for you, really, because that's a lot of, a yes. lot of now that Stout's back in session, yes. um, that's a market that can come out and bring their friends and entertain themselves out there. So, And you said you have food out there. Yes, we have lots of great food. We have apple cider donuts. We have kettle corn. We have apple cider slushies. We have pizza pretzels. We have hot dogs, hamburgers, the normal concession stuff. Right. There's something for everybody to do. Even the giant slide is made for adults, so there's oh nothing boy. there an adult cannot do. That sounds so. like a good, like, date night out or something. It is it? a great date night. You know, the other thing I tell people is you could leave your kids home, <laughs> right. hire a sitter, <laughs> and come out without them and go through and the have, maze in the evening. Bring them during the day, take them home, leave them with right. Grandma and Grandpa, come right. out during the evening. Sounds like a great day. As long as you got your wristband on, we'll let you back into the farm right. more so than Bring once. the kids during the day and mm-hmm. you come, come back, back out. at night. Good. Um, is there anything else you want to share with us about what's going on or something cool to look forward to next year or... Um, you're just like, listen, we're entrepreneurs. We got here for this interview. (laughs) We have to go unload donut dough later or donut. Is that what that was? Donut Donut mix later? Donut donut mix. And and I got it. Can I tell him about my shower head? You absolutely can because that is a (laughs) a great example. Entrepreneur and all the small people, small business people that are listening. I ran in the house. I was raking hay this morning. We're going to bail this afternoon. And I ran in the house to take a quick shower and the handle of the shower head came off in my hand. <laughs> so I'm going to be a plumber this afternoon. The life of an entrepreneur. <laughs> isn't that the best? So you're going to be a plumber this afternoon. And while you're sitting in the lobby waiting for us to tape this, you said, oh, the donut mix is coming and we're not there. Yep. Yep. Well, we appreciate your entrepreneurial spirit. Again, it is a 
pleasure to have you in the agritourism business here in Menominee. It brings in people um, and we know that Menominee doesn't have everything, but it has something for everyone. And this definitely fits that bill for lots of people. So I appreciate you joining us today. Um, John and Julie Govin from Govin's Farm. If you haven't had the opportunity, stop out there and enjoy their fall festivities and activities and corn mazes and all the things that we love Wisconsin for. So thank you for being here today. Well, thank thanks you for, for having us, us, Tammy, and supporting us for all we do. You betcha. Thank you. That is uh, the end of this episode of Chamber Chatter. We look forward to chatting with you next time.